welcome to the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Ballinger. Balls, how are you? Um, just, I'm just super excited for my segment and uh, it's a great weekend. I'm happy to be here. You do love just the, you love a bit of me time. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I think about it all week. Finally, it's here. I can just have my own podium and just talk. Well, you'd be pretty flat then because it's not just you and I. We've actually got a guest. It's our first ever two-time guest. It's, by the look of his mug, it's, is it Australia's best dad, world's best dad? World. Um, world's best dad? Congratulations. Reese Carter, how are you? I'm great, mate. Yeah, honoured to be the first two-time guest. Must mean I was the best guest so far. Yeah, you're like our third, our third <laughs> host, basically. Yeah, yeah everyone, I mean, big numbers on the Reese Carter episode. Everyone And everyone was pretty flat because you were ready to take on the professor when he was down here, but he'd done his hammy or something. Yeah, did you, did you let Ben know that I'm here trialling to take over from him and be you and I run the podcast. Did God, you, did you know that. that yet? That's backdoor stuff. Oh, He's not supposed to sorry, know. Sorry, Ben, I didn't, yeah. I didn't. I'd be didn't fine with that. It's, there's too much Ben Hopkins no, going on. No, Benny started Within this. Melbourne there's, United. There's anyway. no podcast without Benny starting this. So no, the real hero is Lockie Gay. So shout out Lockie Gay. He makes everything run. He's the engine of this club. Reese, how are you? Two wins from round three. Got to feel good. Yeah. Um, great vibe uh, coming into the building this morning. Um, Always tough to go to Perth and uh, the travel and the time change and um, and then coming back and, and getting the second one against Brisbane, which for three quarters was our best performance of the year. And then the last little little five minutes where, you know, they had nothing to lose at that point and we were maybe tired and ran a few guys uh, a few too many minutes and, and you know, um, they made a run at us. But overall, a, a huge weekend. Um yeah, we've got a good record over in Perth. We've just seemed to go over there and get wins um, in the last five years. So, um, you know, we went in confident, but they've got a lot of talent. So, you know, really happy to come out of that one with a win. And then, you know, Brisbane of, uh, you know, our boy Shawler's done a great job of um, turning that thing around. And they've got a really strong brand that he's kind of stamped his brand on them. And, and you can see they're tough. They play D. They, um, you know, are to be reckoned with. So it was a good double. Yeah, can you talk a bit about Perth? I was on the trip, as Balls mentioned. Yeah, I wasn't. I was here mm-hmm. at Holding home, down the fort, doing the dishes, <laughs> wishing if I was in Perth with playing what frisbee and all that fun stuff you do in Perth. Um, the time changes, you do feel it. It's something that I had never been to Perth, never been to yeah, sorry, never been to Perth. So I had never really felt it, but you do feel it. And I'm not even playing a game of basketball. So what's that like going in? And I guess is it just does it feel a little bit different especially when you go over and get a big w there yeah it does it's um yeah the first day you arrive you know you go to dinner and it's like oh it's 6 30 like, hang on why is my wife texting me good night it's like it's 9 30 back home you know it's, oh we just got to dinner and so the time kind of get here yeah, i am tired but it's like well we play at 7 30 tomorrow night or 6 30 or whatever the local time is it's like we gotta stay up till at least 9 or 10 you can't just go to bed because you're tired at eight o'clock and it's 11 back home so try and stay up and um and then, yeah, you kind of wake up and it's four in the morning. You got to make yourself go back to sleep a little bit. And, um, yeah, and, and obviously then then you got the crowd, um, you know, always pretty close to full over there. They get right into it and, um, yeah, they make a run and that thing gets pretty pretty loud. So, uh, yeah, really tough. You know, it was fun. Uh, we had Rob Lowe before the game. We were just talking about what we think of the game and a few guys just threw to some guys and Rob's like, oh, you know, it's such a loud crowd over here and, you know, they really get behind them. But... There's nothing better than the silence of the crowd here when they know they can't win anymore. And it was like that, you know, 50 seconds left and we get out by like seven or eight and 
And we finally got, I think, to nine even. And, and Rob just stands up on the bench. He's like, can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you could hear a pin drop in that place. And, uh, and that was the moment I think the whole crowd realized that they couldn't get us. And that feeling is, uh, is really good. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Sorry, you go, Bulls. <laughs> sorry, late, it was a late drop in by me. Thanks for <laughs> helping me out. But those are the moments, like when you look back on a season and when you're traveling with a team, and like the special, uh, like the things that you don't necessarily think about. As you won a game, but like the special moments of like that last ten seconds, and also in the locker room after that, the, last, the thirty minutes in the locker room with just you and your your buddies who went on the road and and, and got a win and. In the aquarium, they call it the aquarium in Perth. Isn't it weird they have blue seats to the top? Don't you think that's a little weird? <laughs> it does look a little yeah. like an aquarium. <laughs> it's it's yeah, all blue. It's You've very, never seen it before, have you? No, and when I walked in, I was like, this would be cool for Melbourne United, the amount of yeah, blue that's it's, everywhere. It's all blue. It doesn't make a ton of sense. They didn't ask me about when they built it. But, I didn't um, consult you. Yeah, it is, it is an intimidating <laughs> place to play, but the blue, I don't know why. I don't know why you go blue. I mean, it's not specifically built for the Wildcats as much as they are the main tenant. Yeah, but it's it like, seems like maybe a neutral, maybe gray. Like yeah. I don't know, blue. It's overwhelming. Imagine walking into an old gray yeah. arena. I'm trying to think odd. of arenas now. What most of them are like ours is a little black. gray. Yeah, 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 actually, it's yeah like, you're very yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's a it's a nice arena. Yeah, they fill it pretty well. It and does get always, loud. Yeah, it gets loud. They get that like the fourth quarter. They start the wolf mother music. It's like, dun, dun. Yeah. it's like, and you just you have to score because they don't stop until you do. And so if you just get that bucket and just shut them up a little bit, then. Um, things feel a little bit better. Well, one, one of the things. Thanks for were, letting me talk, Ben. Oh, my pleasure. I want you to talk more. <laughs> I try. I try. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, thank you. Thanks for letting me talk, balls. <laughs> uh, one of the things that has it had to have feel good, especially for LT going back there and you know second or third play of the game, cuts down that lane, big dunk, and he's like half the crowd is silent because they're like, man, this sucks, and the other crowd, the other half of the crowd is just booing the crap out of him. But how much did it mean to go out there and as much as it, it's obviously a team victory, but to get that win for him, for Chansey, for KB, you know, all these guys that are that are Perth guys, WA guys, to go back and get that win for them. Yeah, especially LT. Like, um, you know, KB's from there, his family, you want to play well, it's really great. But for LT, it's been this build-up. He played there, you know, grew up there, and they pumped it up during the week, you know, uh, on the radio talking about, you know, they're going to boo him and all that kind of stuff. And, and they did, they came out in his first couple of touches, they're going to boo him. And, um, yeah, we we're all like really, you know, just behind him and trying to, you know, just be aggressive, go out there. And, and when he just got that first dunk, like I try and stay pretty calm and calculated on the bench, you know, trying to just make sure I'm tracking what's happening. No and, one was calm in that moment. I think I'd, my toes crossed the line onto the court because I was just <laughs> up and screaming. And then when he got the second dunk and like the putback and, and yeah, again, I was like up screaming. The whole bench was up screaming, get him LT. You know, like the whole, uh, the whole group was behind him. And um, it was just so great to see. He just, he shut a lot of people up. So yeah, that every, was good fun. Probably everybody's screaming except LT. He's like so nonchalant <laughs> yeah. in everything he does. He's, he's like, no, I, think one he, guy. I think he grinned. Oh, he did, did he? He's, he's yeah. the one guy who's not celebrating. He dunks. So easily. I mean, like Ariel dunks easily, but he's also seven one. It just like it's so. It just takes no effort. Like he'll do a a euro step, slow slow euro step, and then he's up and dunking two hands like at the elbows or at the rim. I'm very jealous of that. But and he no, no his face doesn't change at all. He's just bored. He looks so bored. That is too easy. Well, you know who? I, just a quick tangent. You know who's dunking easy is the new man, freshman at Michigan State, Cohen Carr. He's wearing number 55, a number yeah. that was 
sort of brought to life by our man Adam Ballinger yeah. here. Famous for that number. Yeah, he came out and uh, was it? Did he? Was that one of your moves? The uh, old double pump, two hand free throw line dunk. Yeah, there was no cameras back then to capture when I was doing it, but. Uh, he so he's the first person apparently to have fifty five since I was there. And it's embarrassing that he does. Why is it he not hanging call, from the yeah, rafters? Like call, this is ridiculous. He, he didn't, didn't call ask, him. Nothing. Didn't even ask. He ridiculous. knows that's a high flyer number. He knows that. Uh, call is call is and tell him that that I should, should be retired. Him. I should call him, but I, I think I'm going to let it go because one foot free throw line, double pump, two hands. I think that gets you any number you want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that, I'm I'm okaying it on this podcast. Heard it here first. I wonder if it gets back to him. <laughs> when, when he watches, he'll, he'll understand. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah. listener. Yeah. <laughs> but you should you should at least just drop me a line and be like, young fella, stay on the ground, work <laughs> in the mid post, take your contested middies, and you'll be fine. Nah. It is cool, though, that there's still the same coaching staff is still there, which is pretty unbelievable. I mean, he wasn't born when I was playing, so you could probably forgive him for not knowing I had – even if he knew – who cares? It's, it's, not, it's not a retired number, but, but it see, is fun to talk about. But he would have had yeah. – like, <laughs> He's grown up in that in the Ballinger era, though. Well, you got to wear some number. I mean, any number he picks is going to be some number somebody wore. Do you reckon he watch like? Do you reckon he watches thirty sixes highlights Ballinger or Tigers Ballinger highlight? Like, what era of Ballinger do you reckon he likes the most? <laughs> I know our games are probably so so far apart. Um, <laughs> he probably has seen though, like the, just the championship. I would say he's seen a bit of that. I don't know if he. I don't know if he takes mid-range jumpers. Like I don't know <laughs> if that's his thing. I doubt it, but um, maybe he'll take that to, and put that into his game. That would be nice to see. Well, we might as well get back to a bit of United basketball because we follow up the big win in Perth. Coming back, it, it's a short turnaround, but you get back in front of the home crowd, over nine thousand people there, and like you said, a pretty elite performance up until you know some lapses in that fourth quarter. But when you go through the first three quarters and you allow what 45 points in three quarters. How did you see the team just clicking and sort of firing on all cylinders? Yeah, it was impressive. Um, obviously we didn't have a practice in between the Perth game and the Brisbane game. And so it was like at the lounge, you know, in, in Perth coming back out, it's like, all right, you guys are going home today. There's no practice. So here is, you know, a 15 minute kind of meeting to, for, for, for me to show, um, Brisbane, Brisbane was my scout game. And so I had to sit there and just like roll through. Like, we want to guard this set this way. We, you know, we're, we're in this coverage and, um, and then just throw it online and hope they go home and, and watch it again and kind of go over what we want the game plan to look like defensively. Um, and came out like really on point with it. Like guys were locked in. I mean, Shirley was just back to like the whole weekend, both over in Perth on Bryce and then again on Sobe, mm. um, on Sunday. And so like, just you know, having Shilly and Daly just lead that, you know, defense from the, from the top. You know, they're the point guys, they pick up the ball, they guard the best guard on every team, and they just did a great kind of double-team job on both those guys um, this week. And, and just, yeah, the scout was on point. Guys just got it done with no practice, no, you know, real preparation time. It was just like show it in video, talk about it, and, and just ticked it off. And, yeah, we had them at 39 points, a minute or two left in the third quarter. I was like, this is wild i haven't seen anything and then we gave up two offensive rebounds for threes in the last like minute or two of the third and got them to 45 it was almost like we were mad about it it's like well they're still 45 after three quarters the guys are going pretty well so it's a good effort it's a great effort on the back-to-back -back from perth so we were really happy um obviously the end of the game um yeah a couple of turnovers i mean a couple of guys we played I mean, shade we played him the whole fourth quarter and he's cooked he's come back from uh perth he's 
big weekend and he's got to be the one getting double teamed in the backcourt and pressed and everything. And he said that one time when his shoe came off today, he was like, when my shoe came off, I was cooked. Couldn't get it back on. I was trying to go as slow as I could for a rest. And like, <laughs> he's like, he was done. But, like, you know, we almost, almost had our young guys in there to close the game. And then it was like, oh, hang on, now it's, oh, yeah, now they're they're really pushing us. And they didn't give up, you know, credit to them. I Quick chat to Shula today. And I was like, man, those boys are not giving up like they're same against sydney down big and just came out firing to close the game and um you know they're tough they don't quit so um yeah it was a it was a good good win but the last little hiccup at the end there we can forgive the boys a little bit yeah and you talk so much about the defense obviously but when the game broke open it was sort of on the back of cg and hitting some pretty big shots one i would say closer to halfway than the three-point line how can you just talk through his sort of game-breaking ability? And even I was talking to DMAC at halftime. We were both waiting for stats, and he was flat. He was just so flat. He was just like, it doesn't matter how many times you you tell people about how good of a shooter he is, it, you can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. And and knowing, obviously, Shuler and DMAC, and, and they would have come in saying, let anyone else beat you except Chris. Um, but sometimes you can't, like, you're not ready for that. That three was like, it's two meters, two and a half meters off the three point line, off a broken absurd. play. Yeah, off a broken, that's the key, I think. The funny like, thing we were looking at it this morning, it was like, there's 17 on the shot clock. <laughs> and Sobe's <laughs> there. Sobe yeah. was there. It's yeah. not like it wasn't uncontested. Yeah. And, and so we watched it, we were like, there's 17 on the shot clock. And as you let it go, I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, that's a pretty good shot. Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the funny part was like Newell's is on the bench and we watch it on the video and as Chris lets it go, Newell stands up and he's got both hands in the air. He's counting it already. It's like, <laughs> it was like what kind of teammates that guy? He knows he has confidence in your teammates. So, um, but yeah, we, yeah, I mean, you don't want to encourage it, but sometimes you just like, you know, he's going to do what he does and he senses the moment. If he's hit one or two, it's like, you just find him like, and Shay, how good Shay it? Like he's hit two and Shay gets a ball and like could have probably had a layup and just like veers off, takes Chris's man out gets him another one. Now he's got three, now he's cooking, and the next thing he's got five threes. And so, um, yeah, uh, the boys as a group are starting to, you know, find those moments where it's like, all right, it's his turn today. You know, I see in, in, in Perth the other night, I was like, find him, he's, he's feeling good. You know, when Chris gets going, they know, you know, how to find him. So it was a, yeah, pretty big, pretty big first half that really broke it open. Yeah, and obviously the unfortunate thing coming out of that game was Delhi's knock, um, you know, he's left the game before halftime and didn't return, getting assessed at the moment. And obviously, send our love to Delhi. And I, I guess that's just the sort of player he is. Like, he's never going to let a play die and he's always going to try to do what he can to help this team. So, yeah, it's obviously really difficult to see him go out the way he did. Yeah, sucks. Um, we're really flat for him um, and for us as a team. And we've been through it with Shea last year. It's like, firstly, just hope that your health is okay and that you, you know, feeling good. Just, yeah, we just want him to make sure he's feeling healthy and, and recovering and, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll talk a bit more about the games we got coming up, another double header in round four, and we'll get to Balls' favourite segment, as he talked about, <laughs> eyes on the ball. Melbourne United memberships are on sale now. Lock in your seat for the most exciting show in Australian sport, and guarantee you're there for every highlight across next season. To find out more, go to membership.melbourneutd.com.au. 
and we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United and it's time for Eyes on the Ball. Finally. Jeez. I've been waiting all day for it, to be honest. (laughs) Well, Reese is over here, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Let's get to my segment. Uh, First off, shout out to, I had a few people yell out balls at the game. I think they only know that's my name because of the podcast. Oh, really? Or nickname. It's not my God-given name. Um, Balls Ballinger. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I had like four or five people say they listened to the podcast at the game, just this last game. So we're, we're picking up momentum. No I'm always surprised. No I always forget people are out there actually listening. But there are. We got our fans. No one says anything to me. Well, you're not because you sit behind. You just sit down and watch the games. Like you're not out with the people. I'm with the people. I'm up. I'm at the top. I'm everywhere. Man of the people. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. In the streets. Okay. <laughs> uh, so eyes on the ball. So this is supposed to be my, from my perspective, a former player. Now Reese is also a former player, current coach. So hopefully he agrees with this. All right. Sometimes on a double like that. You go to Perth, you're much more fatigued in that second game than you would be normally. But I would argue that's a – I would rather be more fatigued and already locked in than have to come out of playing – like if you're playing one game every weekend, okay, you're, you're not as – you have to kind of get out of the groove of ready to play in, in, you know, in game mode. You get back out of that, and then you got to work yourself back in. I always felt the second day of a, of a, of a double was kind of like all bets are off. Uh, it felt good going in. You're more tired, but always locked in. Like, I've already played a game. I'm already in game mode. I don't have to do much. Like, I always had a game or d- game day routine. But the second day, I, routine went out the window because I already knew I was ready to play. But um, you got to balance that with with a fatigue factor. Uh, but I would have rather – let's see here. That's, that's kind of a weird thing to say. I don't know if I'd rather always play on a second day. Um, but it, it just felt like, yeah, you're more tired, but the, the guys are locked in. I think you'd talk about the scout. It was only a 15 minute scout. Usually you'd have a whole week leading into a game, but I don't think you're as worried about our guys aren't going to be ready to play because you've been together for a weekend. Um, you know, you're coming in on a high from a win before that. And, um, I don't know. Sometimes you don't need much prep if you're already ready to go. Just locked in. Locked in. Yeah. I like it. And it checks out. Story checks out. We've had <laughs> success on the back end that. of, um, <laughs> Yeah, back end of doubles, we've had some success. Not, it's not a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like it. Thanks. I like it, and I agree. I agree. I think, like, you've got that, yeah, the game touch. Like, you've had yeah. some shots. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> it's hard to explain. Too. I told you, it's a hard. Yeah. It's a tough segment. It's yeah, a tough very, segment. Yeah. Very, but high level analysis. I love it. Thank you. I think for me, it's like everyone would much rather play two games in a week and only have to practice twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then play one game in a week and have four practices as players. As coaches, we want the practices to get make sure we're on top of scout and all that kind of stuff. And then sometimes you get to like a game on Sunday and you're like, oh man, we spend all this time during the week, you know, like preparing and going through all this stuff. And it's like, we just had a video meeting at an airport for 15 minutes and then another one pregame an hour before the game showing how we want to do things. And they did it perfectly. It's like, man, like, Practice life. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> there's, the there's no time to get yeah. unlocked. It. There's no time yeah. to get like relaxed enough to be like out of game mode. Any of. any of the players listening to this will be like, yes, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say too much, but no, uh, yeah, it, it's um, one of those things. Like, yeah, it's 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 fun to play games, right? And the guys are locked in; they love it. Like, it's like, all right, we're on a double weekend. We got to lock in. You know that it's kind of challenging, and it's like. It's not just like, oh, we had a nice week of practice. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling good. I'm coming in. I know I'll just work my way into this one or anything. It's like, no, this is we're on the grind. We've been traveling, but we've got to come ready. And yeah, game intensity's kind of there. Yeah, there's no time to overthink it. You just got to play, I guess. 
Well, I guess that potentially bodes well for not just this round, but the round after we've got two more back-to-back weekends. This weekend, obviously, Friday in the gong against the Hawks, then back at home for the multicultural game. I guess let's start on Friday with the Hawks. They've had an up-and-down start to the year. They've challenged us in the past, especially last year, and I think the year before that as well. But can you talk to us about, you know, what are the important things to, to tick off heading into that game? Yeah, they're they're a talented unit. Like they've got some high level scoring there. Um, you know, just Adelaide game just gone. I thought, you know, going through it like first quarter, it's like, man, they're impressive. They're really good. And then it's like they gave up maybe one or two like tough ones. It wasn't even um too easy at the end to Adelaide and all of a sudden it's a two point game. I was like, man, they could have been ten up there. Like they're looking really good. Um, second half, same thing. I was like, Oh, they're hitting their straps. This is a good team. They're gonna they're gonna win this maybe and um Adelaide you know, Flowers came out and you really cooked in the fourth and um, and they didn't get it, but they're really showing signs that they got some guys like um, Clark who's been, you know, he had some um, injuries and sickness and stuff in the preseason, I believe, uh, and started slow, but like this guy's been in the NBA and he hit shots against Adelaide and it's like, oh, there he is. There's that guy that, you know, I know um, Jacob well, their coach, and he was, he was pretty high on him and you can see why now. So we've got to really come in in their building, you know, they're, definitely capable of, of taking some wins so we've got to come in pretty locked in and and same thing that mentality we had this week of like all right it's a double we're coming in and, and we're ready to go yeah absolutely and then you move on from that and then you come back to obviously another huge game being the multicultural game what does that mean or is that something that's discussed as as we head towards this game being that you know it is such an important round to the club to celebrate the diversity in this, within the city that we play, within Melbourne, which is obviously such a multicultural and such a diverse city. Yeah, for sure. And it's like every year we've done it now, it's been like uh, a real, like guys love having like their culture celebrated on the jersey and everything. And and it's like we try and go out of our way to, you know, have guys speak about where they're from. And on the first year we did it, we were away. It was like go around the room, just like, All right, what's your what's your background, your family background? And you know, like little things you didn't know, um, even like CG, oh, Irish family and, you know, all these kind of things. And um, and then just like guys sharing a little bit about their culture and where they're from and we're um, trying to have multicultural barbecue this week where a few guys are going to make some foods from, from their... Oh, yummy. Um, yeah, Who's from the their grill? family heritage. Oh, we'll see, Wednesday. I, I don't know the details, but Treno's all over it. Trent Hotton's um, teeing it all up and got a few of the guys, you know, having some food from their country. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool little thing that we, we're really behind it. Like we love, we have the flags hanging up in our gym all year round of like, if you're playing here and you're have a, a background or culture from another country, then we're hanging your flag there. And it's like, we, you're represented and we're, you know, um, really trying to celebrate the diversity of the group. And it's cool. Like for me, like learning so much about so many of these countries and, um, and, and the guys and their stories and, and everything has been really cool over the last few years. So we haven't really started our prep week yet for this this week, but I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into it as uh, we get closer to the game. But it's, it's such a cool thing. And, you know, I think about it just as a team. But as you said, Melbourne, multicultural city. And, um, yeah, it's really something to celebrate for us. We all love it. Yeah. Is it something that when you get to these game days, obviously we've had a few of them over the years now, but something when you get to this game day, there is a bit of a different vibe or a different feeling? Yeah, like, I mean, once you get into, like, game mode, you kind of forget, but then you look at the jerseys, like, oh, yeah, the jerseys, the flags all over them. Everyone's got their flag on there. The jerseys are awesome this year as well. Yeah, so good. They haven't been bad. Every year we've had them, they've been great, and they probably just keep getting better. But, um, 
yeah, like it's cool. Everyone gets their little flag on their number and it's like really, um, yeah, it's just a cool feel. But, um, you know, you get out to the game once it's game time and it's like, all right, it's game time. But, um, yeah, everyone loves it. Is there anything to <laughs> what do you, He always looks at me because if I have gone too long without talking, I know I can feel it. I get the look from Ben like, come on, man. Look, you got to <laughs> say something. Reese, he's answering the questions perfectly. I go, I don't have anything to add. He's doing great. No, I was going to, I was just going to go around, go around. I, know, the but room I always and, feel like, oh, he's getting mad. He's getting mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm never mad. I was just disappointed. Say, I should say disappointed. It's which quality, is worse. It's quality over quantity yeah, of words yeah, with say, balls. It's even worse. I know you're disappointed. Well, I want some quality here because as Reese was talking about going around the room, is there is there any part of your background, your culture that we might not be aware about? <laughs> Caucasian Indiana guy from Indiana. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm German, I guess. Uh, but uh, my my lovely wife's Italian, uh, so kids are. I tell them they're half Italian, half. American, hundred percent Australian, um, so that's pretty cool. The math uh, is not checked. No, out. it doesn't work out, and they don't claim American at all. I'm like, <laughs> you're half. Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm Australian. <laughs> just Australian. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great game. All the all the actions that go out uh, in front of the 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 stadium before the game starts, and um, it is it is a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, no, awesome. I can't wait. Well, what actually? What about yourself, Reese? Is there any any background that we not might not be aware of i'm like fifth generation australian pretty much but my wife is swedish um so my kids as oldest was born in sweden we lived there five years i'm actually a swedish citizen too oh. i got my citizenship got my passport just a couple of dual citizens so, here. how many yeah. citizenships do you have ben? yeah just the one just one <laughs> yeah so uh so we have like i'll show myself out <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so we have um like Swedish spoken in the house at home. Like wife speaks Swedish with the kids and whatever. And so, yeah, I lived there five years. So um, got my kids their little jerseys for multicultural with their little Swedish flag on it. They, again, they don't, uh, or one of them kind of that was born here denounces it a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, he's not, not as into it. But but yeah, Aston was born over there and um, yeah, he's, he's right into it. They still try and uh, speak with, with my wife when she uh, speaks to him if we force them. But um, yeah, that's, that's my little culture thing, you know, meatballs and, Cinnamon buns from Ikea, that's our, our little culture. Delicious. you got to hit up Bobby Clintman from Cairns. He's, he's, a, he's a proud he's, Swede. Yeah, I got because I played um, five years or four years, whatever, I played in the Swedish league. So I've got a lot of friends over there. We live there and um, and a lot of people have been kind of texting me like, oh, Bobby Clintman's over there, you know, he's growing up here. And so how's he doing? And asking about him. So I said when we play him, I'll, I'll, I'll have a chat to him. I'll throw some Swedish at him and see if it shocks him. And uh, yeah. Well, it's always so exciting to hear about the multiculturalism within the office, within the team, within the whole city, and we can't wait for it to be on display on, on display come Sunday. If you haven't already got your ticket, what are you doing? Get your ticket. We've got to sell this place out, two sellouts, and then 9,000, so a couple hundred seats away from a sellout on the weekend. We've got to get another sellout. Tell yep. them to buy their tickets, Reese. Hey, we are, at the moment, winning games. Yeah, I so know. we're doing our bit. Yeah, yeah, we're doing our job. Yeah, ben, media, you've got to get better media out there so everyone knows that we're winning games and they come to the games. We're, we're doing we're, that So now. far, we've I'm, done I'm it. I'm pumping them out. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, this podcast, do you think it sells any tickets? Uh, 100%. <laughs> There's no yeah. one listening out. If you're listening out there and you don't already come to the games, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see you. Get, come to a yeah, game. Come to the Buy games, a obviously, come to a game. but yeah. I'll give you a fist bump. I'll give you a yeah. high five. I might. <laughs> You're a busy man. Yeah, exactly. I'm all over the place. I'm well, man time. of the people. I no, I definitely will. I definitely will. You, they won't be able to find you. 
I'll be floating around. <laughs> court level. Only he stays on court level. Not me. I go all the way to the top. <laughs> I almost fell backwards. <laughs> Bonus content. So I walked up there into the third quarter. I sewed like 29,000 steps. <laughs> I'm just, now I don't take steps too seriously on this watch here, but 29,000 by the time I got a big day. I talk about him a lot for not, uh, not being into it. You, I got did to you the do the top. marathon beforehand? No, I didn't do the marathon during it. How many steps? Anyways, <laughs> I got to the top. I had my uh, chicken strips and chips. Sounds and like you were working hard. Well, this is my break, and I get all the way to the top to try and find a seat, and I stepped over, so I went down a row and then tried to step over the back of the seats to get to the next one on top. I was a split second from falling backwards, and it's high up there. I would have, like, fallen on five or six rows of people. That would it was For a second, I thought this was going to be really, really bad, but I made it, and a few people laughed at me, and I tried to play it off. <laughs> tried to play it off, but I sat down, and everyone left me alone after that. You're just like, I'm a podcaster. This is all yeah. for content. Oh, man, that would have been – if we would have had video on that, that would have driven some numbers, I think. Mm. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for coming on, Reese. So happy to have you on for another episode. It was great to be back. Can't wait to have you on for a third. Maybe we'll lock in a few weeks. We'll get him on for a third. Yeah, talk about the games. He's, he's our co-host now. Yeah. Thanks for listening.